All right, we're starting. We're 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 giving that a try. I mean, yeah, it only took us three times yeah, to man. actually get started. So. I yeah, we don't know how to get started, so we're getting started. Hi, this is Cassie. This is Kaylee, and uh, this is get, get this, this shit. shit. Um, uh, so this podcast is a uh, edutainment yes. podcast. Yes, I would say we, uh, we look for fun, interesting stories, facts products whatever floats our boat to be honest shit we've never heard of but we feel like the world should know even if it's useless information absolutely i love that that's the perfect way to explain it we tell you useless information that could be useful whenever parties come back around party trick you do not know when you are going to need a good story absolutely or at an interview or something interesting fact stick out Yep. I got interviews on the brain. Because I think, like, I think I'm bored, but I'm not. I don't know. No, I I don't remember if I, like, covered at all. But I, uh, I left my job of about four years, not too long ago, about a month or so ago. So I'm a... betterment of your absolute mental and physical Mm -hmm. and everything Mm -hmm. kind Mm -hmm. of health. Mm -hmm. Good for fucking you, man. Yeah, thanks. I, uh, yeah, I was just, I was spent. Like, I just had nothing more to give. And, like, I felt like I was just, like, this toxic, like, radioactive, like, just to sludging out on everybody. Right. And that's yeah. not, that's not fair to the people you work with either. No. And it's 100% not fair to you. And it's not yeah. fair to the people around you. I yes. mean, not just the people you work with, but. And it's not, and it's not me. Like, that's not me. Exactly. And I just, I didn't want to expose anyone to that anymore. And I knew that I needed time to get stuff right because I had done the best job that I could at this job. Uh, I know that I did. So I was happy, like, ending it on really good terms and all of that. Well, but with that being said, like, I, you know, I miss... Going to a job. Yeah. 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 I understand that. I mean, still working from home. I don't actually, like, go to a job. I just kind of saunter down to a computer. Exactly. There is something to getting up, getting ready every morning and going mm-hmm. to your job yeah having and that time in the car like i think that's important yes put on your podcast yep put on your music yep whatever you gotta do yep. and kind of get in the headspace and when either you're working for yourself as you're doing right now mm-hmm. or you're working from home that's where that disappears yeah and uh like before before for the quarantine, uh, you know, I went to the gym. I got up at like 5 a.m. every Ooh, morning, oh 5, God, 515. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Sam's up early too. So True. I just, I made it a part of my lifestyle because I knew that I needed to get to the gym just so I could feel better and all that. But yeah, and then the gym's closed down. And I, the reason I go to the gym is because I cannot be... Uh, expected to do things on my own like exactly yes like you know no, no, I, mean? no. I need the the pushing i need yeah, yeah. like even well, if I it's just you. like the social pressure i put on myself when i go to the gym like you're gonna run for 20 minutes and like you know i can't i got bad knees i got bad everything so you know i can't like 
Because we're not outside. Yeah, right? Well, and it's also, we're in Indiana. You you never know. The amount of time that you have to where you can enjoy the outside is very, very limited. Yes, it is. It's either too hot or it's too fucking cold. Yeah. That's it. Those are your choices. I'm a fucking baby. Like, I hate being uncomfortable. So, that's why I go to the gym as well because, like... That's what it's there for and whatever. So, you know, I, like working for myself now, it's just uh, like the only person to hold me accountable is me. Yep. Like I don't have students waiting for me. Like, you know, people I, that I have to get up for, like other teachers that, right. you know, have questions about different and, shit. Right. Like and there are deadlines and there are schedules. Yeah, and man. there are essentially, you It's know, just those... me. It's hard to be, like, the it's only one. It's hard to be one. your own boss. Yes, dude. It's yes. very hard to be your own boss. I agree yeah. with that. And, yeah. Well, uh, in terms of job, well, I was literally just with my boss over the weekend. Um, and since I've been working from home, I haven't really seen him or anything recently. And I've been in my job by eight months. I ended up switching careers fairly late. And, again, for my own mental health and my own good. And my friend's, our, sorry, friend's husband um, actually got me a job. So talking with my boss and he's like, you do understand that I'm training you to take my job. Like very soon. I looked at him and I said, do you not know how stupid I am? Like what is the matter with you? I am trying to learn from home. And that has to be the most difficult. And he goes, but you dude, you're doing it. I know. And he said that there are people been there longer than me. And he said, I'm above and beyond. So, I mean, it felt good, but it was also scary as hell. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I to feel have that someone, though. like, all of a sudden have faith in you. And I'm like, you don't know me. Yeah, man. You haven't known me that long. It's been a short amount of time here. <laughs> Sir, but do you realize how much I can fuck up? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Nah, girl, you're good. You're one of the most dependable fucking people that I know in my life, for sure. Yeah. So that is true. I do. Man, you're. They see it in you. Roll with it. I know. I'm trying. I'm trying. Uh, I mean, being dependable is easy when you're calling me at you know 3 a.m. to come pick your drunk ass up. But being dependable for like multiple a times. company, multiple times. <laughs> but being dependable for a company, that's where it's like, oh, yeah, man, I get uh, it. Like it's other people's money. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I feel but that. you know, we take those life experiences and hopefully we can put them towards a killer fucking podcast. Yeah, yeah, killer fucking life. That too. <laughs> that absolutely. Yeah, man. And you know, both of us want. Both of us, I think, needed some kind of outlet. And yes, <laughs> I, I was thinking it when you messaged me about it. Ooh-hoo. I was like, you know what? I kind of want to do like a podcast because I very much respect people. Yeah, who do it, and I rely on them. I don't know if I would be as sane as I am without podcasts. Nah, life. man, not at all. It. I mean, you're in a, you're thank in the God car quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I, I can only imagine. Yeah. I uh, thank God. Yeah. Got me through uh, quarantine, uh, you know, being lonely, uh, all of that. Like, exactly. Yeah. It's. So I think what, where we come from here is we have that with the podcast that we listen to and hopefully, 
you know, our listeners can have that too. Yeah. From us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And get a couple laughs along the way. Big laughs. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? You ready to get this? Shot? I am. Are you going first since I went first last time? Yes, I can right. definitely go first. <laughs> oh boy. Um, Okie dokely pokeleys. So, um, I am a big fan of uh, all spooky things. Yes. It and, is, and it's October. So. Yes. And it's October. So it's like double the spookies. Yeah. Like, ooh, I love it. So I love horror movies and I love that all year round. Anything scary. Um, I uh, love haunted houses. Uh, I love being scared, but only when I pay for it. Yes, and she is the type of person <laughs> going through. I it is an experience that I wish everyone in this world can have. I to really go through fun. a haunted house with this woman right here. She will get every single character in there to break character. You have Freddy Krueger on the ground crying, laughing so hard at this woman. It's like they I'm get in nervous. trouble. They get in trouble because of her. <laughs> Yeah, I just get nervous and all I do is laugh and they then they say things uh, oh like my God, are we gonna have haunted houses this year? Yeah, I think that I'm going to one this coming Saturday. Oh his sister's in town. Uh yeah, I yeah. know that. Yeah. We will have to go. I didn't know if they were just not doing Yeah, there are some that aren't around okay. here, luckily. But uh there are some that are doing it. Okay. Um uh, but you have um, to make reservations and maybe stuff. Maybe I'll so. just have to press record. Yes. Well, oh, I mean they great. fucking did it on last part. <laughs> so oh my god. I mean I Put a microphone in my titties, like, yes. you know, I mean, or, like, wear headphones or something. I don't know. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Don't worry. Oh, my okay. God. All right. I'm so. Right. Sorry. Spooky things, Sorry, right? Um, so, I thought that I would learn news yes. about uh, where Halloween kind of originated from, some myths and their truths about Halloween. Perfect. And just some general Halloween knowledge. Perfect. Cool, cool, cool. So, um, some of the sources that I use today, uh, yeah, so I just got the links. I forgot to put the name of the articles down, <laughs> okay. but they're pretty much all like housed in the same area. Yes. So, you um, probably Google search and find. Yeah, bro. I'm, okay. yeah. I can put up, we'll put up the links on Instagram. Yes. <laughs> to make sure. So, uh, there is last podcast on the left. I did use their episode 198 titled Early. Halloween. Early on. Um, just to help support some of the research that I did and to hear it again because it's always great. Yes. Um, like always, I used Wikipedia. Um, I also used history.com. Um, two of the articles, I believe, are titled Halloween Trick-or-Treat Origins and uh, How Americans Became Convinced Their Halloween Candy Was Poisoned. Awesome. Uh, also a website called Novieraina.com uh, and an article called Poison Sweets Are One Thing You Shouldn't Be Afraid Of at Halloween. By Cat Deerfield. Awesome. And I forget where it came from. 
So, anyway. Google it. Google it. So, um, a large myth that I have heard uh, uh, time and time again is that Halloween is satanic. Oh. It has its roots in Satanism. Right. Uh, ties to the devil. Yes, of course. For the devil. Uh, so... Halloween has its roots in ancient pre-Christian Celtic festival. Uh, this festival is called Samhain. It is spelled Samhain. Yes. So, and some you, people do pronounce it uh-huh, that way. Okay. But that's not correct. It is Samhain. She's tapping into her Irish roots here. Yeah, me Irish roots. Uh, which it was celebrated on October 31st. Uh, Samhain is a Gaelic festival marking the end of the harvest season and the beginning of the winter season or the darker half of the year. Man, I bet there was some good turkey legs. Good. Uh, like state fair like we didn't fucking have the state fair legs. how badly do you want a turkey leg ah uh, girl <sighs> turkey legs are my favorite fair oh okay. yeah sweet sweet corn on the cob indiana mm. is Dipped known for their corn on the cob yes. oh yeah drenched in butter like ah mm. okay ah. So, they're over there eating some turkey legs. Over there, apparently, eating some turkey legs. Uh, I don't know. Okay. I have no clue. <laughs> We're going to have to find out turkeys in Ireland. So, <laughs> I, I have to know. They run afoul. I, mean, I don't know. Like, back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah, back in the day. I'm sure that they had some type of fowl. Probably. Burk, burk. All right. Uh, so, they celebrated, the Celts celebrated uh, Samhain uh, because uh, they believed that the dead returned to earth. So on this night, people would gather and they would light bonfires, off, uh, one, two, three, offer sacrifices and pay homage to the dead. Perfect. Uh, at Samhain, uh, offerings of food or drink were left outside to ensure the people and their livestock survived the winter. Okay, so they got to put out enough food to take care of the livestock, too? That's a lot of bribing. So, yes, it okay. is a lot of offering. Right. And, uh, yeah. So, the souls of the dead were also thought to revisit their homes, seeking hospitality. So, feasts were had inside the house as well, uh, which the souls of the dead kin were asked to attend, and there was a place setting at the table for them. Oh my god, why are we not bringing this back? There are a lot of cultures that celebrate their ancestors. Well, and they should. And I guess, like, back then, a lot of times the houses you were in did belong to your ancestors. uh It's not like now, like, you just got, you just moved in down the street and, you know, you're asking Joe Schmo to dinner. Yeah. So, it's like, you're probably asking your ancestors, but I think we need to bring that back. I think Halloween should be a giant buffet. Yeah. Buffet style with the big ornate table and settings and yeah, Girl, I think they ain't never gonna be a buffet. <laughs> oh my god, ain't never gonna be buffets a buffet no more. Buffets are done. A homemade Girl, buffet. Girl, I mean, the last good buffet was Ryan's, and I'm <gasps> fight anyone about oh. it. Their butter rolls. Mm. Mm. Yes. I think the probably closest thing to those would be like Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, they're pretty good. Okay, uh, so back so, to the dinner. 
Yeah, uh, in the 1950s is when Halloween as we know it started to take shape. So, um, there are many Catholic influ- um, one, two, three. There are many Irish, uh, influences to Halloween, uh, as well as, um, do-do-do-do-do-do, um... I apologize. I'm just getting ahead of myself. Oh, uh, also Portugal and Philippines Ooh. as well. Okay. Uh, so, Halloween's not satanic. It predates Christian stuff. Uh, so, some people have reported having um, Sahwin type of, um, I don't want to say memorabilia, but um, relics. Maybe um, antiques. There would be extreme antiques back to um, uh, the 1500s. Oh, 1511 oh, is damn. the earliest reported Sahwin relic. Okay. Uh, so, another myth that I've heard about Halloween it's always been about the candy. Always about the candy. <laughs> I mean, it's important. I mean, Halloween is the only time I eat candy without guilt. Every other time there was guilt. Every other time so, there was guilt. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure that calories don't actually count during Halloween. I'm pretty sure they just disappear. And especially if they're the mini ones. Yeah, man. My cavities don't, but I mean, them the, calories do. I mean, if I don't chew it, do I still get a calorie? Like, just calorie one. count? Just oh, okay. one calorie. It's just one, if I can rocket it down. Yeah. There was one time um, when my family, we moved across country to Washington State and um my we went trick-or-treating with the neighbor kids and my parents like we had a really good time but i I was dressed as madonna that year awesome um i was really cute um but (laughs) it was so cold we had to like wear our coats and like all of that so you're in washington yes and after everything was said and done like our parents always let us eat as much candy as we wanted to on Halloween, but after that, we went down to like a two piece a day right. thing. Right, you got a portion out of it. Exactly. So like, there weren't too many times that we took advantage of it, but we were in a new town, a new state, and like, girl, they broke our backs. Like, they broke our backs. Nice. Yes, we got full size, all this stuff. I was uh, like, oh, this place fancy. So, um. So you're about to go ham. Yes, our parents. My mom was like, oh, my God, we forgot to feed them dinner. <laughs> there were five children just eating as much candy as they could. Because they're freaking hungry. Yes. <laughs> we didn't say anything because we least, wanted to trick or yeah. treat. You know what I mean? Like, we didn't think about it. So, my mom was like, oh, parenting food. <laughs> Aww, I love it. That's okay. She's perfect. She is. So, um, it's not always been about the candy, candy, candy. Uh... In the 1800s, poorer people would visit houses of wealthier families and receive pastries called soul cakes in exchange for a promise to pray for the souls of the homeowner's dead relatives. This was a practice known as souling. Okay, okay, I can see that, but, uh... Trolling for the souling. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, not about candy, but it's been about soul cakes. Good to know. Yeah, soul cakes. So, Either, there's uh, food involved. That's yeah, why man. I love this whole freaking holiday. Yeah. Yes. Always it, food involved. Yes. 
So, right. uh, souling, this practice was later taken up by children who would go door to door asking for such gifts as food, money, and ale. Can we do that now? Right? Just asking. I, th- I think I need to be going up to somebody's house. There should be an adult's night. Yes. For trick-or-treating. Agreed. And, like, we'll do it in shifts. We can organize this. You can totally do this. Uh, I think we should start a petition. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so the earliest reported activity of souling was in the 1500s as well. Yeah. Uh, this custom is also popular in Wales and has counterparts uh, in Portugal and the Philippines. Okay. Uh, and they're practiced to this day. So um, American... Uh, popular culture in 1951 is when we start to see okay that was stupid i read that in a podcast yeah in a podcast like thing that um this girl uses a clicker a cat clicker um when she makes a mistake when she's recording things no that's a lie so i saw this tiktok where this girl does voice recording okay and when she messes up, mm-hmm. she uses a cat clicker, and you can see the spike, and it indicates where the mistake is. So you can it, jump to it. Exactly. Oh, my. Yeah. Okay, I can do that. Oh, shit, that was a really bad clap. There you go. All right. So uh, in 1951 is when we start to see American uh Halloween start to form. Okay. Uh, it was depicted in a Peanuts comic strip. Okay. At first, like trick-or-treating. Okay. And then in 1952, Disney produced a cartoon called Trick or Treat, featuring Donald Duck and his nephews, Huey, Huey, one, two, three, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. <laughs> I was wondering if you were, I was like, I'm begging those Okay. Huey. <laughs> Huey, Dewey, and Louie. <laughs> okay. So, Donald Duck, okay, is going out to Yeah. Uh, they, that popularized that as well. Alright. So. Did you watch said cartoon? I did not. I couldn't find them. Damn I could it. only find, like, giffies of it. Alright. Yeah. Okay, so. If anyone can find it, please send it to us. Yes, please. That would be great. Um, another, one thing that is commonly asked, uh, when did the tradition start of wearing costumes and masks and things like that? Uh, so during the Celtic celebrations of Samhain, villagers disguised themselves in costumes made of animal skins to drive away phantom visitors. Uh, banquet tables were prepared and food was left uh, out to placate unwelcome spirits. So again, okay. given some uh, sacrifices, some tributes. Okay. You so know. when you say sacrifices, you don't mean like they're actually you know hanging people up by their toes. Or oh, something. it's usually not human sacrifices. More oh, like okay. a black sheep or, oh, okay. or twenty-seven gonna, chickens because somebody demands it. The chickens, but we're also gonna probably eat the chickens. Yeah, but they have to be separate because you can't, like, if you're going to sacrifice or offer something to Uh, a deity. You have to leave it there. Yeah, man. You can't Uh, consume it because you're offering it to them. So, you got to make your own goddamn chicken. Make two. Wasteful. Wasteful. It's not wasteful. 
You're asking for something, and the deities require uh-huh. a bit of sacrifice. Some do. Um, in Scotland and Ireland, young people took part in a tradition called guising, dressing up in costumes and accepting offerings from various households. Rather than pledging to uh, pray for the dead, they would sing a song, recite a poem, or tell a joke or perform another sort of trick before collecting their treat. Okay. And these treats were typically fruits, nuts, or coins. Okay. Yeah. So when, you know, you have little kids coming up and saying trick or treat, mm-hmm. it's kind of a... They should be sing- performing! They should be performing. <laughs> Why are they not performing? <laughs> Damn it, children, dance! <laughs> I would love to see you impersonate Batman while you're wearing your Batman costume. Come on! Could you uh, that roof? <laughs> yeah, no! <laughs> oh my god. Okay, a myth. Halloween and uh, pumpkins have always been like peas in a pod. They've always gone together. Okay. Um, that's not true. Okay. I'm going to read you the story. Okay. That inspired jack-o'-lanterns. And then okay. I'm going to tell you about the history. Okay? Okay. So, the story of Stingy Jack... Stingy Jack was a miserable old drunk who loved playing tricks on anyone and everyone. One dark Halloween night, Jack ran into the devil himself in a local public house. Jack tricked the devil by offering his soul in exchange for one last drink. The devil quickly turned himself into a sixpence to pay the bartender, but Jack immediately snatched the coin and deposited it into his pocket next to a silver cross that he was carrying. Thus, the devil could not change himself back, and Jack refused to allow the devil to go free until the devil had promised not to claim Jack's soul for ten years. The devil agreed, and then... (laughs) He's gonna be pissed! The devil agreed, and ten years later, Jack again came across the devil while walking out on a country road. The devil tried collecting what he was due, but Jack... Thinking quickly, said, I'll go, but before I do, will you get me an apple from that tree? The devil, thinking he had nothing to lose, jumped up into the tree to retrieve the apple. As soon as he did, Jack placed crosses all around the trunk of the tree, thus trapping the devil once again. This time, Jack made the devil promise that he would not take his soul when he finally died. Seeing no way out of his predicament, the devil grudgingly agreed when stingy jack eventually passed away several years later he went to the gates of heaven but was refused entrance because of his life of drinking and because he had been so tight-fisted and deceitful so jack went because down because he's cheap yeah because you he's cheap because you cheap sorry you cheap not today St. Paul said, no. Add that to the list. <laughs> Add that to the list. This time, Jack, uh, nope. do 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 do, do. Uh, So, Jack went down to hell to see the devil and find out whether it were possible to gain entrance into the depths of hell. But the devil kept the promise that had been made to Jack years earlier and would not let him enter. But 
Where can I go? asked Jack. Back to where you came from, replied the devil. The way tossed... The way back was windy and very dark. Stingy Jack pled with the devil to at least provide him with a light to help him find his way. The devil, as a final gesture, tossed Jack an ember straight from the fires of hell. Jack placed the embers in a hollowed-out turnip, one of Jack's favorite foods, which he had always carried around with him whenever he could steal one. From that day forward, Stingy Jack has been doomed to roam the earth without a resting place and with only his lit turnip to light the way in the darkness. Okay. I guess that makes sense because there are there have been a few horror movies that have like this big creepy jack-o'-lantern-esque, but he's a person and then he's always carrying uh-huh. the light. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, man. So, yeah, I, that's what I I feel that. Like Sleepy Halloween kind of things yes. and whatnot. Exactly. Headless Horseman. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They always so, tend to have like this light that they're carrying. That's yeah. Okay. So I found it interesting that in Ireland they use turnips and I'm like, how fucking big are these turnips, yo? Because like when I like, think of a turnip, like it's like, just like... A, yeah, like yeah. Okay, like maybe a like grapefruit a or so. Is that? Oh, okay. Maybe like softball size. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, that's what. See, I, like I was thinking like, like golf big. ball. You maybe you're thinking of a radish. Maybe a turnip and a radish. I don't like either. Things. I don't either. Unfortunately, I wish I did. Okay. Well. Okay. So in Ireland, uh, they use turnips. Uh, their version. Uh, was impeded when they came to America by the lack of turnips. <laughs> we were lacking. <laughs> we want a damn turnips. Uh, we were lacking. Uh, but they benefited from the advance of pumpkins. Oh. Uh, people started to carve pumpkins in place of turnips, and that is the version that we're most familiar with today. Okay. Um, I'm digging it. Um, yeah. Unsurprisingly, children took this tradition and turned it into a prank. The story goes that they would wander through neighborhoods with their own versions of Jack's lantern and try to scare people into thinking they really were Jack. They started using pumpkins and changed the name to Jack O'Lantern. Okay. Um, <laughs> by the late 1800s, the tradition had taken over high society. Socialites hosting parties for Halloween started using jack-o'-lanterns as decorations. Uh, the twist on the old tale has stood the test of time. Alrighty. Yeah, isn't that cool? I love it. Um, and then I have one final myth for you. Okay. So, evil people are putting razor blades and uh, blow into apples. Oh, yeah. Into your kids' don't candy. Don't the edibles. Yes. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. So, number Whoever one. Whoever is handing out edibles. Can you no. stop by my house? Can, can Just ship them here. I Let me know. I, girl, I'll come, I will, I will do a trick. I'll put them to good use. Yes. I'll do a trick. Guess I'm what? It's saying. not fucking happening because people aren't wasting. Girl, that costs money. Wasting Cost things money. on your I damn can't. children. No. That not is so, Of course that's a myth. But even our parents, I mean, I don't think it was as, as excessive as going through every piece of candy, but no. I feel like we couldn't have homemade goods. Oh, no, no, I no. I feel like that was... My mom or dad was always like, nah, that's fucking weird. Yeah. 
Nobody, nobody likes oatmeal raisin. Quit giving them to the kids. <laughs> okay, so this is by far the most prolific myth about Halloween. Uh, I know that I heard about it growing up and stuff. Like, I know yeah. that there were a couple of fire stations that rented, like, x-ray machines and shit. Oh, my God. I know. So, people really think that there's some dick out there fucking uh, putting pins and razors and shit into, like, and how candy. Much, how much time does that consume, I too? I don't know. Because you have to tear open this little bit Yeah, of I just can't. Put a razor blade in. Like, I feel like the homemade thing isn't so up. much anymore. Like, if someone's handing out apples, like, you're a straight wiener. Uh, but, yeah. like, I don't know. Like, people are just going to throw that away. Like, I'm not going to let my kid eat a random ass no. apple that somebody gave him. Exactly. Like, I don't know if you washed it. I don't know where your hands have been. I don't know nothing. But that piece of candy, they're not taking the candy apart. Right. And putting know. it back together to get your kids to eat it. No. I don't know. Okay, so um, I'm going to tell you about a few isolated one, two, three, isolated. a few isolated incidents uh, where they've just been blown, like they've literally been blown out of proportion, you know, to okay. fucking scare people. All right. Uh, so apparently, I put some more resources down here. So history.com once again. For the win, how Americans uh, became convinced their Halloween candy was poison. I think I already cited that at the top. And then the conversation. Poison sweets are one thing you shouldn't be afraid of. I think I already cited that at the top. So, uh, I'm going to tell you about a couple of these isolated incidents. So, in 1964, a New York (laughs) housewife named Helen Thiel. It's P.F. E-I-L. And I do not believe I'm it's sure it's feel. not even close to that. I'm sure feel. it's like Edwards, but. Oh, no. Okay. So this, this woman, Helen, okay, was Helen. convicted of child endangerment after giving out arsenic, uh, seeming to be arsenic laced ant poison buttons to trick or treaters. Why is she handing out buttons? So I, they were like candy buttons oh. back in like yeah. And see, those come open. Nineteen sixty four. They do. I'm sure. It's or, like well, they used. They probably came in cellophane. Uh, her intention was to give these packages of treats uh, to uh, people that she thought kids that were too old that she thought were too old. Trick or treating. She's one of those. Yeah. Moms. Okay. So these treats, uh, in these packages, uh, they had tablets, steel wool, like steel wool pads, dog biscuits, and they were clearly marked poison, and they were labeled with those skull and crossbones. So well, nobody's gonna be stupid enough to eat that. Well, maybe. Maybe not, but like this woman was handing out treats, right, to kids. Like she had like regular candy for, for the, the little, little kids, ones. and then for the adults, they're given a bag that's clearly marked poison. So it doesn't yeah. sound like she's actually trying to kill them. Um, I think nobody she... reported what uh, any harm from her joke from Helen's okay. joke. So 
But um, it's a joke slash not a joke because you used real arsenic. Yeah. So I feel like you maybe but, took it a step too far. Yeah, she put children at risk, so that's yeah. uh, that was the issue. Yes, I can that see got her. that. You, but it was very clearly marked. It wasn't hidden or anything. Okay. Oh no, man. It, this, I don't know. It's that's a dick move. That's taking it a it's step. A dick too. move, Helen. Just you need, don't fucking hand out candy. Helen, step back and take a look at yourself, honey. Yes, being a if, real Karen. If you think maybe this is just like a step too far, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. Another incense that was blown out of proportion. Uh, and, like, I think that this is the one that got everyone. Okay. And, like, really started it. Um, let me guess. Let me guess. The year 80s. Close. Damn. Okay. 1974. All right. All right. Uh, a uh, boy named... Uh, an eight-year-old boy named Timothy O'Brien dies after a night of trick-or-treating. Um, so what happened earlier that day, um, Timothy and his older sister and friends went out trick or treating and it was raining that day and they only were out for about few, just a few minutes enough to walk about two blocks basically and come home. Okay. So, um, they're... (laughs) The kids start eating their candy, and Timothy opens up his, and he eats a pixie stick. Um, uh, As soon as he eats the pixie stick, he goes to his parents, and he's like, my tummy hurts really badly, and Timothy dies on his way to the hospital. Jesus, okay. Yep. Uh, Turns out that his father, Ronald O'Brien... Gave cyanide lace pixie stick to five children, including his son and daughter. What the fuck? Yeah. Where are the other three? Neighborhood kids. Just random ass kids? What the fuck, bro? Yep. Uh, O'Brien poisoned his son in order to claim life insurance money that he took out not only on his son, but on his daughter as well. Apparently, she just didn't, like, she hadn't eaten the pixie stick yet or gotten to it so oh okay um that's the only reason that any of them didn't get poisoned because they just didn't eat the pixie stick first apparently okay and timothy it was one of he was like this pixie stick yeah so what um what ronald o'brien did was he popped the top of a pixie stick and if you guys don't know what a pixie stick is it's like it's candy coke it's candy in a straw yeah basically candy coke in a straw yeah yeah, it's just it's sugar, just sugar. That's flavored is. sugar crystals. Yes. Um, and they're paper or they're plastic. Which they would be cylinders. very easy to kind of pop yep. open. Oh, yeah. But then he just stapled it. All you need is like he just sta- Yeah, he just stapled and it'll, it. it'll close. A little iron on it real quick. Yeah. Like a tab of an iron and seal it right back up. <laughs> Freaking uh, um, straightener. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, it's 74. Uh, yeah, that's true. They didn't have like, oh, maybe a crimper. Maybe a crimper. Maybe? No, that was like more 80s. <sighs> but still, I feel like you could just take a doodle. A, a curling iron. Or a curling, curling iron would work perfectly. Yeah. 
So yeah, so he just stapled it. Mm-hmm. Lazy ass mm-hmm. motherfucker. Yeah. So so he didn't have life insurance out on the other three children. No, but he they were just collateral damage. Exactly. Like I'm sure the thought was. It'll well, take the heat off me. Exactly. Like, oh my god, all of them like what where? I get where? Okay. Where did it come from if all of them got sick? I got it. Somebody put something in the candy. Which he could have possibly gotten away with it if it if it hadn't been raining. So um Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're totally right. Uh so he had about Okay, so funny story real quick. I can't say numbers. Like, I miss that day in school where they teach you how to say something over four digits. Like, once we get into 10,000 areas, like, I have a hard-ass time saying that shit out loud. Always use comments. It doesn't matter. My brain just doesn't work like that. So, I'm going to have to have you proofread this. But it is $100,000. Yes. Perfect. $100,000. $100,000 in debt. That's why he needed these life insurance policies. O'Brien also distributed the poison candy to his daughter and three other children in an attempt to cover up its crime. However, neither his daughter or the kids ate poison candy. Uh, he was convicted of capital murder in June of 1975 and sentenced to death. He was the only person that handed out pixie sticks. Yep. I I am sure. On the it, two block walk. Yeah. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's a big thing that got him because you can't trace candy very easily at nah. all. Nah. It's just, you can't. And he was dubbed the candy man. Alrighty. That yep. makes sense, except it's your own parents you have to worry about, not. Right? Well, I guess the parents of the other three. Yeah. They have to worry. But still, how many people are planning on killing their children? I don't know, man. And why that way? I that's just fucking weird. I, like no, I, I didn't eat pixie sticks. I don't know. I know. I don't know. Woo! Not my first one, Anyways. but I have one more. Um, seven-year-old girl from California collapses while trick-or-treating in 1990. Okay. The Santa Monica police confiscate everyone's candy. However, her illness was later discovered to be a heart murmur, and there were no signs of poisoning. Perfect. That didn't get out. But the fact that she did on Halloween, that's yep. all that really matters. Yep. Okay. Yep. So uh, there are some uh, common myths and some facts I about Halloween. Dig it. Spooky season. Spooky season. Spooky season. Good job. Thanks. All right. You ready? I believe I'm ready. Good job on yours. I Thanks. dig it. Love me some Halloween. All right. So my. Uh, my story this week i just called it king james the fourth language experiment okay my sources are of course wikipedia um and an article titled the king of scotland's peculiar peculiar i can never say that fucking word peculiar thank you language experience by paul anthony jones on mentalfloss.com which Mm. by the way Mm -hmm. that is going to be a much visited site. I mean, come on. It's called Mental Floss. It's great. All right. So I always kind of like to give a little bit of a background on how I found my ideas. Um, this time, 
These. I went axe throwing with some of my coworkers the other night. I was like, oh my God, a reason. That's to, amazing. A reason to get out of my house and I get to throw sharp things. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. They so, can smash. Oh my God. So satisfying. Um, I don't know if you, have you or Sammy done this yet? No, not yet. Oh my God. I cannot believe Considering we had a, you know, breaking party here. Oh, yeah. That was pretty awesome. Where you just smashed things? Yeah, my 31st birthday. We had, uh, yeah. What do we I call it? A, a smash, smash party. party. Yeah. Smash party in my basement because it's pretty fucking, uh, it's pretty unfinished. Yeah. Like, we just have, like, it's some. It's just cement. Yeah, basically, well, is and we have some shitty furniture down here and a game table and chairs and shit. So my husband fucking dextered up our corner, put a bunch of uh, tarp and yeah, yeah, all that shit up, and uh, we got some shit from like Goodwill, Goodwill, and, and yeah. we or just shit we had laying yeah, around the house, a bunch of one. yeah, we had some random you, shit, and you guys like old dishes. We all from old things. apartments yes. and stuff, yeah. yeah. And you guys have had your wedding, so you have your nice shit. Oh yeah. Just, you don't need that old nasty shit anymore. Fuck no. It. So yes, but so yeah, it was, it was, it was a baller time. So satisfying, and this was much like that. It was satisfying. I can't wait. Okay, so kind of the general idea is <clears throat> you would go with doubles, so you could so you can have teams. And you are um, staring down two bullseyes. Uh-huh. On, it's just plywood. That's all it is. You're just sinking these blades into plywood, but you've got bullseyes on them. You have to stand so far back. Um, and they it's it's like darts, if okay. that makes any sense yeah. whatsoever. Okay. But so with you, axes. But with axes. Right on, right on. It, uh, like, it did, it did the soul good. So if you book more than two hours, and we're gonna end up, we're gonna go, if you book uh, two hours or more, they let you also throw knives and throwing stars. Hell yeah, brother! I've thrown throwing stars. I couldn't master it. I think it's because they're so light, but this they're hard. Knife, this knife is like Ooh, one of those. Way. Oh, I mean, it yeah. was a betty. Getting that, and it's tough to throw, but getting that to sink in, ugh. Satisfying, so satisfying. Very and turns nice. out I'm actually pretty good at it. My boss said that yes. him and his wife have been doing this for about a year, I guess. Like it's it's kind of like a thing they go to pretty often. Wow. Um, my computer froze. Uh, wonderful. What a jerk. So, so that's kind of what brought on um, this whole topic I'm about to tell you about, and I gotta quit doing that. I was originally going to do like the history of axe throwing and um, oh, right on, kind of where it all got started. <clears throat> Turns out, not that interesting of a history, really. Turns out. So uh, this led me to Scotland. All right. Okay. And I think I was just searching random facts about Scotland or random, you know, things you've never heard of about Scotland. Somehow. I ended up on, um, sorry, I ended up on King James IV of Scotland. Okay. So, a little history on our boy James. 
He's born in Scotland on March 17, 1473. Died September 9, 1517 at 44 years old. Oh. But like, partying like it's 1499 is probably a rock. Stop. I mean, <laughs> you know that was killer. I bet there was turkey legs there too. I bet there were turkey legs, some sort of fowl. Something. Hell yeah. So he. Mutton. Yes. Oh, God. Mm, no, I couldn't do it. So he became king when his father died on June 11th, 1488. So he was like 15. Hormonal teenager. <laughs> probably shouldn't be king. I mean, I feel like hormonal no. teenager. Teenage boys. Girl, should but not that's be like... allowed to do anything. <laughs> Damn near middle-aged. I mean, at that point, yes. So, he t- dad dies. Takes dad over. dies. <laughs> dad dies. Um, of all of Scotland's kings, James IV was remembered as a true Renaissance man. Well-educated, naturally inquisitive. He was fond of history, art, poetry, and literature. And he was very interested in medical advancements and scientific enlightenment. In like the 15-something-somethings? Yes. Like... What medical advancements? Three more leeches. Yes. <laughs> um, where they actually, they remove your toenails and... Get out. <laughs> That's supposed to cure hair loss. Oh my God. So... We're going to put them on your head. <laughs> I mean, for his time, maybe he was really smart. Write actually, them up. In, put in them all in he um, he loved languages, and he actually spoke Scots Gaelic, English, Latin, French, German, Italian, Flemish. Whatever Flemish is, I need to know. I believe, and I am talking right in my butthole. Do it. That it is of Irish descent. Maybe okay. Um, I'll I'll believe you because you said it with such. And then he spoke Spanish. So, I mean, damn, dude. Why? So, he was very smart. One of the two official languages of Belgium. Belgium. <laughs> you know, up, up north, across the pond. It's spoken in Belgium. Uh, it's basically Dutch, but uh, with a much more softer accent. Okay. All right. The more you know. Thank you for that. Oh, no problem. (laughs) The tiny island of Ick... Get it. In Keith. It's Mm -hmm. I-N-C-H-K-E-I-T-H. So it's Mm. Keith in there somewhere. Keith is in there, man. It translates to Wooden Island, which is what I'm just going to call it. Great. It is about three miles from Edinburgh, Scotland, and um, don't hate me on some of these names. Okay. So here is a quick little image of it. Oh, that's cute. It's just a little baby island. It's little bitty. It's rocky. There's like one lighthouse on it. Cool. So. Goats. Yeah. Suspected goats. Suspected, but like those mountain climbing goats. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, back in the day, people were quarantined here for syphilis because that's what you do. Oh, shit. You Get out of here. put people on islands when they have syphilis. Aw, so sorry about that brain in the holes. I mean, keep it in your pants. I, well, 
Just that's not fair. Prophylactics. <laughs> Prophylactics. Put a raincoat on it, <coughs> Jimmy. Okay. Actual lambs. Skin. Well, okay. You want no. a rotten dick? Mm-mm. I no, didn't think so. Nope. Okay. So <laughs> back to our king. Yes, right. the king. So, um, damn it. So our king decided this was a perfect place to put people to conduct his language experiment in 1943. Girl, like, okay, did they have syphilis? Or they were just No, no, like... no. It's just like once this rock had been used for syphilis. Oh, okay, Just okay. a little history of the rock itself. Gotcha. Right, I was guys. like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, no. The li- okay, gotcha. The, the, his little experiment. Doesn't so it, it's just going to be That's done. just a fun fact. Gotcha. So, the basis of this experiment was that, quote-unquote, the king ordered a mute woman to be put on the island and gave her two children, gave her two children and children in company with her and provide them with everything they would need for their nourishment. Food, drink, fire, and candle, clothes, and other kinds of necessities needed by man or woman. He was desirous to discover what language the children would speak when they came a proper age. Oh shit. Yes. So he's taking a mute woman. Oh. And then her two children, who I I'm mean, guessing they must be so small, because when do you kind of start speaking? Two? I had not a clue. Okay. Not a clue. You're around babies more than me. Uh yeah. Let's <laughs> let's say be, to mimic the speech in 18 to, months. Sure. Early on. Uh-huh. Very early on. So he's going to put her with two brand new spanking babies on an island by herself. First of all, it's just... Yeah, man. Give her a nanny or something. Like, I... Do you know anything about, like, was there compensation involved? It did not say if there was any compensation. Oh, I wouldn't expect it in the 15-somethings. And I'm thinking from what little he wrote about this experiment, people weren't really like, yeah, you should totally do that. I think people were more like, sure, you shouldn't do that. I mean, it's interesting. Okay, go on. So, right, it's an interesting idea um, to take someone who can't speak and children who haven't yet learned to speak and just see what communication is. Yeah. What he was looking for was a godlike language mm. as like it's it's the time, so let's be serious. Here. Mm-hmm. So it was more I don't know, like what would be the original language. Sure, sure. I like that. Uh, okay. Was yeah, his, that's a good explanation. His thought process. But the sure, church sure. when you know he's scientific, probably a lot of that science is churchy. Oh. <laughs> So, um, turns out he is actually not even the first person to do this. So, let's kind of give you a general idea on what he's doing. There is actual term for it. Okay. It's called language deprivation. Mm -hmm. So, um, it has a long history. Um, the basic meaning of language deprivation is the lack of linguistic stimuli that are necessary for language acquisitions processes in the individual research has so shown that early exposure to a first language will predict future languages outcomes so that was a lot of technical terms <clears throat> basically language deprivation is taking any kind of language stimuli away. sure 
you don't have reading, you don't have writing, you don't have um, yeah. commands with your hands, you don't have speech, like, what is there? Yeah. So, it's, <laughs> unfortunately, it does have a bit of a history to it. Dark, twisted, just the way we like it. One of the early recorded, earliest recorded in the works of the Greek historian Herodotus, who wrote that in the 17th century BCE, the Egyptian pharaoh, no, Egyptian pharaoh, <laughs> um, had sent two infants to live with a shepherd in one of the most isolated parts of the kingdom on the condition that they'd never be spoken to. According to the Greek historian, um, the children repeatedly babbled the word bekos, an ancient word meaning bread. Um, So this led the Egyptian pharaoh to believe, albeit mistakenly, that um, this language that they were speaking, bekos, um, was the oldest civilization. And they were just they were just saying gotcha. That's all it comes down to is they were just saying a word. Sure. But I mean this is done in seventh century BCE. Jesus. That this is happening. So like well, before this, Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> Jews went around yet. Um and then of course you have the experiments of the Holy Roman Emperor Frederick the Second. Cool. Um He sounds like a chill dude. Doesn't he though? Um, he did a bunch of experiments. Um, yeah. He, quote unquote, he labored in vain, for the children could not live without clappings of the hands and gestures and gladness of countenance and blandishments. So basically what he's saying is that since they weren't being spoken to, they were using their hands and clapping and making some sort of noise sure. to to speak. So he's all frustrated, but what he's proving is that they're They'll going, find a way to communicate. Exactly. We need to communicate with each other. Um, surprisingly enough, <clears throat> um, these experiments um, continued much past Frederick. Um, and they were pretty controversial. Mm-hmm. So it's actually because you're just def- depriving a human of something they need. Mm. I mean, that just kind of, kind of comes down to it being ethical. Um, there were also studies done on multiple children who had been locked away since birth for one reason or another. Oof. And I mean, it's fucked. I mean, I, I couldn't yeah, get into fucked. a whole lot of it. Like, it was fucked up. But there was a significant amount of stories on this website or actually it was just wikipedia Mm-mm. like there was a significant amount of stories on wikipedia and it was talking about these children who a lot of them were maybe born out of wedlock Ooh. maybe had issues and they were legitimately locked away Meow. and not spoken to like they were cool. just throwing food every so groovy. often groovy so yeah. as you can imagine oh and then the, mm, there was this one where this lady and I can't imagine. She must, she must have had some sort of mental issue okay. to her because she had two children. She only gave them milk and never spoke to them. Oh, she just kind. They just kind of sat there, and I'm like, 
First of all, that's a horror movie waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. That's creepy as fuck. So when these children were then put into foster homes and, and you know, people were starting to take care of them, they would mimic other children. Oh. Yeah, even creepier. So, but again, it's finding a way to yeah. communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> and it got fucked up. So all these experiments, including James, proved the same result. Children would be underdeveloped, and the, and most wouldn't mentally age past about five. Oof. Very, okay. very young. So, um, after James had died, um, they discovered that you need your stimuli to help your brain grow. So, having mm-hmm. that communication of some sort grows your brain. Learning. We need to be exposed to visually acceptable language input. So, it's like sign language, sign language. If you're deaf, it's still that yeah, that mental <clears throat> mental stimuli. Um or there could be absolute permanent or irreversible damage to the brain. So, mm-hmm. somehow I started my episode on axe throwing and ended up on language deprived horror stories of children. Oh my god. So that that's that's where my episode went today. <laughs> I'm so glad yours was long and oh my so much God. Because what? I know how did it happen. I was like, oh, I click on Mr. James here. And I'm like, this is going to be really interesting. And then James didn't really leave a whole lot of notes on his experiment to have research wow. to do on. So then I end up, I'm like, oh, my God, these chill. Like, I'm sitting there. Just scrolling, and I was like, well, Jesus. I have my episode, but damn, I got dark. I apologize. No, I love it. That's so interesting. I've never... You never really... It's something you don't stop to think about. No, I've never come across in my multiple, like, late night fucking just certain... Random shit. Yes. Yes. Just going down the rabbit holes. Yes. I've never come across language deprivation. Me neither. And there's definitely, I think there would be like Yeah, man, that's like a horror movie. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. I mean, I don't like that. No, no, no. I like that as a horror movie premise. Yeah. That I know that it's fake. But that's, yeah, that's. So. Good job. I always had you talking. Ooh, that's spooky too. I mean, it is. I love it. Good job. Thank you. All right. uh, Did we pick a product Uh to do? Which product are we doing again? All right. It's time for Get Get That That Shit. Uh, the part of the show where we uh, tell you about funny shit that we've seen online because sometimes you know you need to. Yeah, I mean, just we don't know through if Amazon. you need it. We don't know if we need it. We don't. I mean, you may know somebody. You may know desperately needs this product. So, what have you got for us? Because I got us last time. All right. So today on Amazon, I have. The Battery Daddy. Oh, uh, wait. <laughs> Put your kids away from the speakers, okay? 
Oh uh, my god. Push, pause, and come back around to this if it's called the battery daddy. The battery daddy. Yes. Tell me. Store Tell me. and organize all your batteries. I got a lot. Um, it's a battery organizer. It is sleek and compact. Love it. Um also how much it includes a oh. battery tester. As well, oh. so it will make sure that your batteries are working. So the oh. only where my brain goes is just filthy. Like, um, I would hope that or maybe if you like were... if you have okay, not dirty. If you have a gaming system like the controls, oh yeah, that would be a really then you good would reason. No, hey, oh, these batteries are pretty good. They'll probably last me I was, a while. I was thinking if you run an OnlyFans or some other kind of online uh, camera work. Oh okay. You may uh, you may want a hefty supply of batteries. That's true. Because I mean, if you're whopping all day. You You're going to need sure. batteries. Yeah. I hope that you have a toy collection. That would be fabulous. That's one of my goals in life. <gasps> just I just a small closet and be like, yes. oh, yes. what Mom, today? What today? Mm, yes. So the battery daddy. All right. So we have a tester with it. Uh, yeah. It includes battery tester. It is $29.88. Not too shabby. And it is available for prime shipping. Wonderful. So you take advantage of that. If you need it soon. So it stores it, but all right, let me see this. Yeah. Let me see this. All right, it looks like a tool. It's basically it's a toolbox, it's a toolbox for, batteries. for batteries. Okay, uh, that's very very interesting. All right, yeah. so if you need these battery, this battery daddy, it is by Ontel, and we will put it on our Instagram. Yes, awesome. I love it. Get yourself a battery daddy. Every woman needs one. All right, that is it for our show. Yeah. Thank you. For uh, thanks, guys, for making it this far. Yeah, love ya. Keep hanging on. All right, bye. bye.